revamping and redefining the way we look at our careers. This is Career Revamp, where we discuss all things careers and how to have the career you always dreamed of. Helping you go from settling to soaring and planning your career on your own terms. Now, here's the host of the show, Alicia Perkins. Hey y'all, good morning. Um, if you are one that you are looking to advance into leadership positions and it's been a little bit of a struggle, or if you're currently in one and you can't seem to grow from there, this is definitely going to be the live stream. For those of you who do not know, my name is Alicia Perkins and I help leaders lead their careers. And so I'm definitely excited to be talking to you this morning about this topic to really be um really deep dive into this because you guys know that I'm, I'm really big on helping people, you know, being able to lead others and also lead themselves. And so if you are currently seeking a, a leadership position or if you're, if you're looking to advance into one, um, I think it's really important to talk about this, right? Because I see so many people on this whole leadership path, right? And we already know that when you're having to lead people, it's already a struggle. There's already different obstacles that you have to overcome. There's already, you know, just stuff in the way, right? And so it's really good to get a handle on, right? What is really holding you back? And I know that, you know, especially if you're one where you are very experienced, you have done great things um, in your past, it can definitely be a struggle if all you're thinking about is what is the next skill set I need, right? Or what are those extra hard skills that I need? And you're not really being able to focus in on the right thing. And I think it's really important to even be able to look into not just your skill set, but look at the big picture, right? Because, you know, the more that you advance in your career, the less it's going to be about, right? These certain skills that you need. And, I see people, especially now, how many of you know that it's hard to find a good leader? It's hard, y'all. It's, 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 it's hard out here in these streets, right? And, you know, I see a lack of leadership development happening. I see a lack of people really wanting to step up and lead the way that they know that they should be leading, um, being able to lead. And I think it's because, you know, when you think about having to lead, right, I think the most crucial step that people do not focus in on really is being able to lead yourself, right? And I think that's like the key thing, right? Because if you cannot lead yourself, you will not be able to lead anybody else. And I also want to say this, right, you know, talking about being able to move up into more lead roles, I don't want you guys to think that I'm only going to be talking about being able to just manage a team. That is one aspect of it. But there are other lead positions to where you don't just have to lead a team, right? And so if you're wanting, like, I, I am looking to advance into more lead positions, but I don't want to, like, lead a team. This, this live stream is also going to help you as well, because it's going to help you to be able to zoom out some and really look at this in a more high level scope. So the first reason that I want to talk about that most people cannot advance into those lead positions is because they, they keep thinking that there's only one way there. They keep thinking there's only one way to leadership, but there's only one way to advance into it. And it's not right. When you think about your career path, I don't want you guys to keep thinking that it has to go a certain way. It does not have to go a certain way. And sometimes you could be so distracted with thinking that I have to be able to choose this way or I have to be able to move in this way in order to reach my goal. And you're missing out on so many other opportunities around you because you keep thinking that the only way to get there is one path. And I really think that's really important because you don't want to be so overly focused on 
a certain job title or what even looks next for you. You're not really trying to get clear on, right? Being able to make an impact in your role because that is what's going to allow you to be able to advance at the pace that you desire to and also to be paid the money that you desire to is to be able to make the impact in your role, especially you guys who you, it's not just only about money, though money is important. That's not the only thing, right? It is important for you that you are able to serve with your skills and you are able to, to just help people with your skill set or just or just to bring forth results in, in, your, in your work, right? I think that's a great thing. But what can tend to happen is if you're only thinking about what is that next job title or what is that next move for me, you're not thinking about how am I able to make more of an impact in my role and allow your results to speak for itself, you're going to find yourself going in a circle, right? Because it can't just be about what's the next job title. It needs to be about what is it that I can do in my role and the results that I can bring forth in my role that's going to allow my results to speak for itself and, and allow those and allow my results to be able to open up the opportunities that I know that it can. And that's going to take a level of you being able to talk about it all every live stream, right? Being able to master, right? Something. And you can't, can't really do that if you keep thinking that my next career move has to be wrapped up in this job title, you're missing out on so many opportunities, especially now in the workforce that we are seeing, y'all. You know, a lot of it seems like a lot of people are being laid off, but there are a lot of new opportunities and there are a lot of new roles that are being created because with these companies, they're trying to adjust to the time that we're in and they're trying to lean in on, right, what is happening. And so if you're one that, hey, I'm so glad to hear that. If you are one that you, you know, you just keep thinking that that next level needs to look like that, you're missing out. I just had a client I work with and she got a position in, um, the title of the position was AI something, right? Because you guys know that right now with AI, it's huge, right? And so she just got a really awesome opportunity getting paid a lot of money, right? A lot of money. Guess what, y'all? She didn't even really necessarily have all the experience in AI because we know that this is something that is still kind of new. So she didn't even have a whole lot of experience. But because she was able to open up her mindset and explore and not be afraid to look at opportunities that did not fit the mold that she thought it should have fit, right? She was able to go in and really get a really great opportunity and amazing pay. And so that's what I want you guys to start thinking about that. Don't start thinking that this, your, your next level is going to look a certain way. And so you wanted to find that next level, right? By not just what it looks like on the outside, but be able to define your next level by, is it going to be able to help me reach my goals? And so I don't want you guys to be boxed in by a job title, but I want you to be able to know that, you know, some amazing things may present themselves in way that in ways that we never really seen before. And so think about that, right? Don't think that you gotta keep going, right? Um, down the traditional paths. Yeah, this is 2023, right? There's nothing about 2023 and really ain't nothing since 2020 that has been traditional, right? Ain't nothing about the last four years of my life has been traditional. So I want you to get yourself out of thinking that your career path got to be that way because friend, it does not, right? And so the next thing I want to talk about what that is that's keeping you from being able to advance, right? Is in the always busy trap, finding yourself always busy, thinking that the only way that you can move into these great leadership positions is if you're just 
always busy. But what tends to happen is when you're always busy, it takes away your focus, right? It, it, it takes away the time when you need to be in your strategic thinking bag, right? And not just doing all of the work so you can appear busy. And so there's a big difference between being busy versus being productive. And I want you to even start thinking about even the work that you do. Right? I'm not talking about your expertise because you can also be in a place to where your expertise doesn't even reflect in the work that you do. I know, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not trying to be in your business, right? But uh, but you can get to a place to where your expertise, it doesn't really even shine through in your work, right? Meaning that you do have an amazing skill set. You do have a great a great expertise, but of, of uh, unfortunately, that's not even being able to be shown in your work, child, because you're just too busy, right? And you know, I know that this is this is definitely, I think, a bad habit that we have to break. Things that we've been taught in our society, right? That we feel like the more busy we are, that means that you know, that means that I got things happening. So that means that if, if I got things happening, that means that results should be coming forth. And no, right? It doesn't work that way because it's not about doing work is about doing the right work that is going to to be able to get you closer to your goals and you're talking about being able to move into these leadership positions you need to talk about right what is the impact that you really want to make how do you need to repackage your skills for that next role right because advancing is in most cases if you're wanting to stay in the same field it's not about you you know um, doing something new. If you're staying in the same position, I mean, the same field, and you're wanting to just advance in your role, it's the same expertise, but now it needs to be presented in a different way. So if you don't know how to package that up, if you don't even haven't had the time to sit down and think about what that looks like for you, right? What other side of the problem is it that you want to solve in this next position? You're going to find yourself stuck. And you're going to find yourself underpaid. Right. And so I want you guys to move away from thinking that it's all about you having to be busy. And I want you to think about, right, what is the right work, uh, the right work that I need to be involved in to find myself, you know, on the right track. And this leads into you not wanting to be a yes man. I talk about this all the time, right? You don't want to be a yes man. You don't want to be the one that's just saying yes to every task and knowing that. You being able to say no a lot more is going to get you to your goals a lot faster, right? If, you, if you're able to say no a lot more, being able to know, is this going, is this extra task? Is this extra assignment? Is this going to bring me or even allow me to operate, right? In the skill set that I desire to operate, because you can find yourself in a position to where your work is pulling you away from what you really need to be doing, Right. It's keeping you too much in in those details of your work that don't matter. Right. So this is why you can uh, show up as somebody that is not as qualified, though you're overqualified. But it's hard for them to see that because you being able to keep operating in those details that that really don't matter. Those intent to just overshadow your true expertise. And so I want you guys to really start thinking about your career is the current work that you do. Is that is that in alignment? Right. With what your next goal is. Like, don't let the people at your job. Right. Or your boss or whoever keep you in a level or, or at a at a in a space that you know that you have already outgrown. Right. And so when you find yourself saying stuff like I'm getting bored. Right. This I don't feel any any excitement about my work. Right. That's a, a key sign that those skills are shrinking. Right. Those skills are dying, especially now, y'all. The way of the world 
it's changing every day. So if you're not one that is wanting to adapt, if you're not one that is wanting to look at your growth, if you're not one that is looking to look at other ways that you can use your skills, you will be left behind. You will be, right? Or you will stay stuck in the business you, that you are now. And as time go on, you'll find yourself having to lose more money, right? Because it can feel, it can feel very comfortable being able to operate in your position and it's easy, right? Meaning that you can literally do your, your job with your eyes closed, but that is not helping you. That does not help you. It feels comfortable, but it's not good for you because it doesn't allow your skills to grow in the direction that it needs to grow. And it's not exposing you to the opportunities that you need in order to grow in your position, right? So this is why you sometimes see people who may have worked with you and they may have worked with you less time than you've been there. You've already seen them being able to advance or, or they themselves have already found another job. Right. Because it's not about you being in a chase to do something new all the time, but it's about you being able to make sure that in the in the current job market that we are in now that you're able to stay competitive. If you want competitive pay, you need to be able to stay competitive. And how you do that is you're able to adapt in your skill set. You're able to master something. You're able to be able to get clear on what are the problems that your skills can solve. If you don't know that, and if you let your job keep you in a job that's keeping you stunning and is not keeping you focused on what could be next for you, right? Your, your career growth is going to be stagnated. And this is important. And I don't, I don't, I think that people leave it up to their boss too many times to, to determine how fast you grow in your position, right? You need to determine how fast you grow. And if that position, right, and, and who you work for, if they're not able to keep up with your rate of growth and pay, that's a sign right there. And so I think it's really important that we cannot, cannot, cannot take this lightly to the point as to where we're being so passive about our career and not thinking about what are the effects of me not being able to advance at the level, not only that I want to, but that I need to, right? And, you know, a lot of times us, I'm going to say us, right? We can be afraid to be aggressive with our career, Right. Because we don't want it to come across as if we are trying to be a certain way. We don't have time for that. Right. We don't have time to not have the, the conversations that we know to every white male. If you are a black woman, you get paid. Right. Sixty cents to every $1 that they are paid. You don't have time to not have the conversations that you need to have. Right. And, and this stuff is stats. Right. And so. I think it was exactly. I don't want to rock the boat. We we ain't worried about no boat being rocked here. Okay. No boats. We ain't worried about that. Right. Because the reality is that people don't want to talk about it. But the reality is that we already have obstacles already that we have to face. Right. That we already have to face. So there, there's no room for you to be like, I don't want to ask for that because if I ask for that, I don't want them to think that I'm trying to, we don't have time for any of them. I don't want them to think at all, right? Because that's what's slowing down your growth and that is what's slowing down your pay. And so when you realize that when you already have, have obstacles, right, um, standing in the way, you want to be able to, uh, to eliminate as many as them as you possibly can. I think I was reading in, Harvard. Was it Harvard Review? Okay, I don't want to quote that. Okay, but it was, it was a very well-known one, and it was saying that that um, that 
you know, we 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 advance slower than anybody else, right? Even though in most cases we are the most qualified. I've been there, right? And so what tends to happen is that you don't want to again appear aggressive. So you kind of take a passive approach as in I'll just I'll, I'll just do great work and I'll do amazing work and I'll exceed expectations and I'll do all those things and I'll just wait and sit back and see if they know. The way the cost of everything is starting to rise, the way that the, the job market is competitive, right? You don't have time to sit back and wait and hope and see, right? Because, you know, and I'm going to say this in the, the nicest way possible. You are not their top priority. I need this to be ingrained into your mind. I don't care how much you think your boss like, and they very well could. I don't care how many times you guys go out to lunch and eat. You could have great times together. Hey, good morning. At the end of the day, you're not their top priority. It's nothing personal, right? The success of the company is their top focus. I'm not saying that you're not on the list, friend. You're probably on the list somewhere, hopefully, right? But you're just not top priority. Their bottom line is, right? Their, you know, their, their sales, whatever, right? That's their top priority and that's their top concern. And they can very well like you. They can very well think that you do great work. At the end of the day, you're not their top focus. So how much more should you be your top focus in your career and being able to take the steps that you need to take and stop being so passive, right? And start realizing that you really have to think about your success because, because your success is not top of mind for them. When they built their establishments, they never, ever, ever thought about you first. They thought about their goals, what objectives they want to hit, what is it that they need to be done? Their policies, they rules, right? And then they sat down and wrote it all out, okay? And then they said, okay, we need somebody who can fit this. <laughs> That's how they, they plan the whole organization, right? Now, there are some companies that will uh, put stuff in place to serve them, right? To serve their staff, to help their staff. But at the end of the day, that's not, that was not the top goal. The top goal is what do we need to do as a company to be profitable? That's it. That's business. And guess what? I am, I've been owning the business for almost four years now, full time. And I think the same thing, nothing personal. I'm telling you this because this is what you need to do about your career. This is the mindset to have about your career. This is how you need to think about succeeding in your career. What is it that I need to do to be profitable? That's the top goal, right? What is it that I need to do to make sure that I can reach a level of success? And guess what? It ain't nothing personal. You can definitely go to work, have your friends, have fun with them. You guys can eat lunch together every day, right? But when it comes down to who you need to choose, you better choose you every time. And it's not selfish. It's it's strategic. It'll put you in a position to where if you do get laid off out the blue, it's not going to scare you because you've always been thinking about your success. Always. So you've already been pouring in to your skills. You've already been able to form the right relationships on the side, right? You, you've already been seeking other opportunities. You've already been keeping your resume and stuff updated, right? So when when you get let go or something happens and you don't have that job anymore out the blue, you're good. Now you may feel a little something. Like I'm not saying not, not to have any emotional connection to your job. For you might feel something, right? I've been laid off before. It don't feel good, especially when you be like, oh, but I done right it don't feel good it does not but 
you just going to dust yourself right on up and you're going to be like, okay, let's go on to better. You're not going to feel like the end of the world is here. You're not going to feel like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what happens. No, you already know what's going to happen from here because you've already been thinking about your career past here, right? So now you know, okay, now is just the time to get those things in order and get those things lined up, right? Because I've always thought about my success. And so I think this is this is not about you being selfish or not having any care for your job. I'm not saying that. I think that everybody needs that, right? But I think it's also important for you to start to think about when you are at your work, when you are at your desk slaving, right? Start asking yourself, am I working harder for them than I am for myself? Am I working harder for them than I am for myself? Whose success do I think about the most? Whose goals do I know the most? Certain people can forecast their role for the next six months, for the next year. You already know how many sales you should be having, right? But when it comes to your goals, you have no clue, none. You can't even forecast the next six months. You'd be like, I don't know what my career is going to look like in the next six months. But for them, child, you know everything, every metric that needs to be hit, everything, right? I'm just saying, put that energy, put the energy in, into you. And you're not selfish, right? I promise you, it's going to pay off. Another thing, <laughs> you guys are you guys are enjoying this, drop a one for me, Okay. If you guys are enjoying this, drop a one for me. The next thing that I think that really keeps people back from being able to um, advance to those leadership positions, right? I think it's really important to stop. How can I put it? I, I, I think it's it's the fear of just being you. I think that's really what stops people from being able to operate in leadership positions that they desire to. It's the fear of they don't think that they may not be enough, Right. Um, and I say that because, you know, especially in, in it's just this corporate environment, y'all, child. If you don't know you, it's easy to get lost in all of this, right? And I think that people think that they have to fit into a certain mold. And that's not true, right? <laughs> say, I'm not trying to snatch your edges this morning, I promise, friend. This is love, okay? Um, but I think that people are thinking that in order to advance in their career, they have to fit a mold, Right? Meaning that if if I want to operate in this position, that I, I have to look like this. I have to talk like this. I have to present myself in a certain way. Now, I do believe that we do need to be aware of the environments that we're in. But it's not so much to conform to every environment, but it's us to be able to identify if the environment is right for us. Because you have to be able to identify and own the fact that every environment is for you. And if you're the kind of person where you can literally fit into any kind of environment, don't matter what's going on, who there, what folks saying, you can, it don't matter. You just kind of, you will blend in with any environment. Something is wrong. It is normal, right? For if you go into certain environments and you are not aligned with them, like myself, I'm not, you ain't about to catch me in every environment, right? You just, you just not. That's just not how I roll. I, I just, I just, I just can't fit in. The, I really believe that God didn't create me to fit in with everybody, right? It doesn't mean I have a problem with everybody, but it's just certain environments that just don't serve me well. And I've come to realize that. And I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not embarrassed about that. I just something that I embrace, right? And so if you're one that you keep thinking that you have to be able to be a certain way in order to be accepted, I think what tends to happen that time is the thing 
the thing that can really propel your career and really take you to the next level of income that you desire to make. That's the number one thing that you, you're always trying to hide. Always. And you don't know that that's the thing that's going to set you apart from everybody else. That's the thing that's going to allow you to thrive in your expertise. That's the thing that's going to allow you to shift into those opportunities. And that's the thing that really establishes your value proposition. That's the thing that's your secret sauce. So because you may have had one bad experience, right? Or maybe somebody did not receive that thing about you in the correct way. You have now decided that, okay, I need to hide this thing about me. Now, I'm not talking about y'all at work cutting up now. I don't want y'all at work cutting up. I don't want y'all at work with attitudes. I'm not talking about that. You know, even for myself, like I'm one, like I just, I'm a thinker, y'all. I'm a thinker. Even at night, like I literally have to like put my phone down maybe about 30 minutes or an hour before I go to bed. Because child, I got to turn my mind off. I just got to, I'm, I'm a thinker. I'm always thinking, right? And so, you know, one of the things about me is that, uh, one of the things that I feel like that makes me me is that I can, um, I can see, I like, I can look at something and maybe a project or a task or even an idea and I can literally see like all sides of it, the good side, the bad. I can just, I just see it in my mind. And so when I, uh, when I was working at HR, right, I was, I have, I have a lot of ideas. I always, I always have ideas, y'all. This is, I can't help. It, okay. Now I've learned to, you know, get more control over my ideas and I've learned like what environments to share them in and which ones I shouldn't share them in. But when I was in HR and I was in the wrong environment, I would have ideas and, you know, people maybe did not receive my ideas the way that I felt like they should. Or, you know, you start getting those, oh, oh she always got something to say kind of thing or whatever. That really, for a moment, I shut down. I'm like, oh, okay. So you don't want to hear my idea? Okay, cool. Shut all the way down. Stop sharing my expertise. Right. Stop sharing the thing that set me apart from the people on my team. Everybody else on my team was a doer. I'm a thinker. Right. So when I shut down, didn't want to, I, I didn't want to share no more ideas with no, I didn't, I'm like, Mm-mm. right. You start feeling like, well, maybe I'm just too much for everybody. Right. So stop, stop sharing my ideas. What happened was I started to just be like everybody else. Okay. I'm going to, I need to be as quiet as I can be to not draw any uh, um, attention because I don't want anybody to think that I'm trying to be right. You go into that. I don't want anybody to think mindset. So I blame it with everybody else, right? Though I would be in meetings and though I would hear these new projects coming up, I'm like, oh, this, oh, I see this gap. I see, I mean, I, I still could see it. Like the, it was still there in me. I just chose not to say anything because I'm like, I don't want to make anybody in the room think anything. Child, start doing anything with everybody else. Mm-mm. Then my own self, I started to. Um, not be happy in my career, right? Because I, I love being in environments where I can think, right? And share my ideas and stuff like that. Because I'm the kind of person, if if you don't take my idea, that doesn't offend me, right? You know, but I do like a space to be able to share them, right? But, um, but you know, for me, it's, it was just, you know, one of those things where I started being, a, you know, like, I want to be sure that I, I don't make anybody upset with me. So I, child started blaming everybody else. But what was happening was the person that was not, that did not, um, appreciate my ideas, they they just got intimidated, right? Because a lot of the gaps that I would see, that was their job. They should have been seeing it. And so that's what I'm saying. If you keep yourself in environments that do not appreciate your strengths, your growth is going to be capped. Your income is going to be capped. Your impact is going to be capped. 
uh, capped. Your influence is going to be capped. So this is not about you just showing up to work every day. This is about you being able to understand and realize, right? That you know you need to be able to operate in your career as as you, right? With your strengths. Now I'm not saying that there are not growth areas. We need to be um, being able to address those growth gaps because we all have them, right? And you need to be able to address. Um, an area in you that is holding you back from being able to reach your goals. You need to be able to. There are some things that people will tell you about yourself that they need to tell you, right? But there are also there are also environments that people can see your strengths and be intimidated by them. You have not done anything wrong, right? And so, one, get to know your strengths. Get to know what sets you apart from everybody else. Super important. Right. You also need to be able to understand and know, Okay, this team that I'm on, this team that I have to lead, I need to know my strengths and I need to know their strengths. And so, you know, but the only way you can do that is when you know yourself. Right. But if you spend so much time thinking that what you are is too much or is not enough, you're finding yourself having to conform into every single environment that you walk into. And guess what? Y'all, after, after a while, that's draining. You'd be so draining. You'd be tired of wearing the mask. You'd be tired. OK, you'd be frustrated because now you're you are having to operate in something that you really don't feel good about. Right. And every time and I'm going to say this and I'll move on. Every time you feel like you have to be somebody else, you have already told yourself in your mind that you are not enough. And that's going to affect every area, every, every area of your life, with your family, with your kids, with your relationships, whatever that's going. That is the thought in your mind. You are not enough. And then you start overextending yourself. And then you have a problem with being able to set boundaries because now you are trying to work and prove to everybody else and yourself that you are not, you are not, you are not enough. We don't have time for that. Nope, we don't have time for that. So the next point I've already talked about. So also guys, if you guys um, are not able to catch this full live stream, I do want you guys to know that you can go on my channel on YouTube and make sure that you guys uh, subscribe and catch the replay on this, okay? Another, so the, I talked about, I think, three, three, three things so far. The first point of why you're not advancing is that you keep thinking that that next position has to look a certain way, right? The second point was you feeling like you always got to be busy. So I talked about being busy versus being productive, Right. And then that that I think the last one I talked about was not you not having a fear of being who you are. OK, so I'll, I want to talk about next is that y'all putting too much emphasis on these hard skills. And I, I'm not going to stay long on this. I'm not. Stop thinking so much about them hard skills. OK, I'm not saying skills are not enough. I'm not saying that. Right. What I'm saying is this. Let this be ingrained in your in your mind, in the core of your brain. As you advance in your career, it is less about hard skills and it's more about your soft skills. I need you guys to stop thinking about what's the next boot camp that you can take online and start thinking about what is what is the gap in my character? What is the gap in how I talk to people? What is the gap in how I handle confrontation? What is the gap of when there's somebody in the room that does not agree with me? Start thinking about that. Start thinking about how you deal with people, right? That 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 for for folks that is seasoned in their career, 
That is like the top barrier that I see. People not wanting to adjust and get the growth that they need in order to succeed. Those gaps in you don't like having tough conversations, right? Those gaps in you feeling like if you speak up for yourself or you share your accomplishments that I don't want to look like I'm trying to brag. That's the stuff that needs to be addressed. I see people will be so quick to go buy all these classes online. Friend, you got... Too many degrees. <laughs> you got online certifications coming out your nose. You got all, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Again, I'm not saying that this stuff is not important. I'm saying identify where you are and think about is the reason why you're not where you want to be, is it because, right? Think about, is it because you lack a hard skill or you lack a soft skill? Is it because there's an area of growth there that you maybe can't see because there can sometimes be blind spots in your career that you literally just don't see that blind spot? You know, a lot of times when you 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 in your car and you on the highway and there's a car in your blind spot and you don't see him and you go ahead and you veer over to the right, guess what? Even though you didn't see him, you still hit them. You still got to suffer consequences. And there are sometimes blind spots in your life that you don't see, but you're still going to have to suffer consequences for them, right? So one of the things I help with my clients, like let's sit down and let's, let's identify where these blind spots are. You know, when you, when you start to, to say, me, I don't know why I feel like I'm just hitting this glass ceiling. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I just don't know why I can't advance. I don't know why I can't get in, in, into the pay range that I want to get into. I just, I just, I just, you don't, when you don't, when you tell yourself that there's a glass ceiling, baby, that's a blind spot. There's something hindering me. I just don't know what it is. I don't know what is hindering me. Right. And so that's up to you to be able to identify what that is. But in order to identify what that blind spot is, you got to be self-aware, meaning you got to be able to know you and you cannot be afraid to sometimes confront your ugly self. I do it all the time, right? You cannot be afraid to confront you. It does not take, and I'm not saying to absorb this every time, but you cannot be afraid to look within you and say, maybe, maybe I'm the problem. Hmm? Now, I'm not saying that other people can't have a impact. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that just to always look at you first, right? And this is what happens with people. They will experience hardships in their career, at their job. They'll be like, I'm going through this, going through this. I'm gone, right? So you decide I'm gone. I'm done with this job because you felt like it was everybody else. Oh, it's them, it's them, it's them, it's them, it's them, it's them. It's them. It's them. It's them. It's everybody else. But then you get the next job and you got the same problems. Oh, no, no, it's them, it's them, it's them, it's them, it's them. It's not me, it's not me, it's not me. I'm gone, bye. And then, and, then, and then you get the next job. It's the same thing. That's not happening by chance, my friend, right? That's not happening by chance. If you go to every single job that you, every single job that you've had, you've always overworked yourself. You, you get burnt out of every job that you've had. It could be that you just don't want to set the boundaries. It could be that you don't want to have the hard conversations because nobody can't do you nothing that you don't allow them to, right? Which is why I think that those first 90 days of your job is the most important, right? You set the tone. And really, if you want to get technical, right? It's really in the interview process. You setting, setting the tone of how this relationship is going to be, right? Don't go into interviews quiet. Mm-hmm. So, Jane, do you have any 
questions? No, I'm good. Okay, you've already told them. You don't ask questions. Mm -mm. You just take information and run with it. You've already told them. You don't look into stuff. So when you go on a job and they hire you, you start asking questions. And they be like, what you act? And they start acting surprised. Don't you act surprised? Because, because in the interview process, you didn't ask no questions, right? The interview process is what's going to set the tone. If, if I, if there's something that I am unclear about, I will ask, right? When you, when you got the job offer, you know, you know you wanted more money. You know, you was not happy with that pay rate. You know, you was like, but you didn't say nothing. And so you sign your offer saying, I agree to start working with you on these terms. And you go to work mad because you're not being paid enough. You didn't set the tone with them that I want to be paid what I know that I'm worth. You didn't set that tone with them. So now all of a sudden you're working and you think that that's just, that's, that's just the tone that's going to fall on them out the blue. It don't work like that. And this is the thing. If you if you if you get an offer and, and the money is not where it should be, right? Because I don't believe in you going in penny pinching. Meaning, if because I do, I always say make the ass. I don't care. If, I don't care if the job. I don't care if the offer is fifty thousand dollars more than you thought it was going to be. Baby, you better make an ask. You don't have to be aggressive, right? Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited about this offer. I want to know: Is there any like wiggle room here? I have clients that have gotten extra twenty thousand dollars just by making an ask, just asking asking right and then and then you and then you train yourself when when you get a job offer that you know that you're not happy with you know you wanted more money you know you deserve more money when you you training yourself to keep accepting less than what you deserve and you cannot go start at them people job upset that you did not get paid where you were supposed to be paid when you never ask for it when you're in corporate you don't get what you deserve you get what you ask for this is why we have plenty unqualified people being able to advance, being able to make more money. Why? Because they asked for it and you did. Right. And so that's why and even if you get the job offer in the in the pay isn't what you want, you make the ask. And if you say and, and after you sit down, you're like, OK, it really wasn't what I thought. You know, it really wasn't in the pay range that I, I really thought it should be. Start thinking, start being able to ask. Especially if this is a company that you are excited about. And, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not saying accept every lowball offer. Please listen to me. Especially if you have a strategy like me, I really want to get in there because in the next year or so, I, I know that I can get this position. Start thinking about what are other things that you can ask for, right? You even being able to have the conversation, I don't care how nervous you are, ask for it. Because you set the tone with them. You let them know. If I want something, I'm, I'm going to ask for it, Right. This is and this is why it's so much more than just asking for more money. It's what you train yourself first to believe that you deserve, right? And how you train yourself to be able to speak up for those things that you want. And you let them know if I want something, I'm gonna ask for it. It's all about you, you being able to train the relationship. Every relationship you're in has to be trained. That's why I think those first 90 days super important don't don't start starting a new job thinking i'm gonna be quiet i'm, I'm I, you know i'm gonna go down I'm gonna, I'm gonna start work and i'm gonna keep my head down and i'm gonna act no you better ask some questions ask questions right because you want to be able to establish a relationship with them that if you need something if you have a problem right and of course there's a way to do things y'all right but you want to be able to let them know that 
you gonna see my face. You gonna let them know. I don't hide. I don't hide. Being able to, you don't know how that, that alone, if you don't even know the environment that you are getting ready to walk into, you know, sometimes how you handle situations will allow you to stand out. You know, they have nothing to do with your expertise, but the fact that you are able to hand, uh, to, to, to handle conflict gracefully, that you are able to handle rejection gracefully. Sometimes I say, I think I say this every last year. Your character can advance your career. Because I know a whole lot of people, baby, they a miss. Okay. They got a great expertise, but they a miss. They say they there's something to deal with. Okay. And they're not growing in their career because they cannot connect with the people that they work with. Their delivery overshadows their message, right? They have great points. Everything they say is right, but how they say it. That's all people see, right? And so start thinking about, right? Start thinking about those soft skills. Everybody needs a professional development plan. Everybody. You need to be able to look at your skill set, your, your weaknesses, your gaps, and your goals. Everybody needs to do a SWOT, a, a SWOT analysis. You, you need to know your threats. You need to know all of this. And not just, just for your career either. For your life, you need to know What's what are my threats? What are my goals? What are my weaknesses? What are my strengths? What what is there that is keeping me? Because you may not need stop tweaking your resume. You may not even need to tweak your resume. Your resume fine. Sometimes you may just need to tweak your attitude. Sometimes you may just need to tweak. Oh, I don't, I don't want to say. Sometimes you may you just need to speak up more. They would love to advance you. They would love to pay you more money if they knew who you were. If they knew the results you brought forth, they would love to advance you, but they don't know because you don't highlight them. They don't know that you're doing all this great work. Susie Jan keep taking credit for your work because you don't say nothing. So it's not all of these extra tweaks that we need. Sometimes we just got to tweak a few soft skills. I say, yep, I, I needed to speak up more, have a presence, right? Because you'd be thinking that they, you know, you'd be thinking, oh, you know, I, I, I'm not getting the value and the respect at my job. They, they don't even know you <laughs> sometimes, you know, because child, there are some environments out there. You'd be like, oh, child, this is a lot. But there are some times they don't they, they don't know you like that. And a lot of times and they and they're not going to promote somebody who they don't know. A lot of times they won't put you in a leadership position if they don't know you. And this is why I say it's not all about your experience. Why not? You don't have to be their best friend, but they need to know you. And, and, and you can do this by simply just being able to have more conversations with people, having more conversations with people, being able to in meetings when y'all are having stuff uh, discussed in projects or, or tasks, throwing out in, in, in any ideas that you have, just being more involved, having more conversations with them, make a world of difference, right? I think I have one more and I'm almost done. And I do see some questions and I'm about to get to those questions. Oh, and then my final, final, final one is you not prioritizing yourself. This is probably what I see a lot of people not being able to advance in the way that they think they should because you don't, you're not putting yourself first. And I'm not saying in the, in the regard of how I said it before, meaning I'm not talking just about you being able to put your success first. I'm talking about you putting you, you being able to put your well-being first, right? 
You cannot be so focused on your job. You cannot be so focused on your career that you're not taking care of you. You're not. It is like you cannot neglect yourself, right? You cannot, you know, think that you're going to be an effective leader and you're not taking care of yourself. It ain't that much grind in the whole wide world. Mm -mm. It ain't that much grind in the whole wide world that you're not taking care of yourself. There ain't no report in the world that's so important that you're not able to pour into yourself. I've been, and I've been there, y'all. Been there. I need my time with the Lord. If I don't get my time with the Lord, I'm just not right. I need that time with the Lord. But you know how it is. Like, I just, I just got to get this done. If I could just get this done, then I'm afraid. It's always going to be something to do. It's always going to be something to do. You're always going to have something on your to-do list. The question is, is this thing at the moment more important than me? I know that they need you, but my friend, you need you. Your friends need you. Your kids need you. Your husband needs you. I know, I know, I know, I know, but you need you. You need you. Mm -hmm. And you, you'll be surprised with the lack of sleep. I'm telling you, I've been here. I can't even... Child, we run a business. Child, my God, thank God for my husband because he'll he'll tell me in a minute. It's it's okay. <laughs> Close the laptop, put it away. Right. I, I know the struggles that us high achievers go through. Us high performers. I know. I know, friend. I'm there with you. Okay. I'm not saying that I'm I'm I, I'm not a high achiever anymore. I'm not saying that I'm not a high performer anymore. I'm still those things. I just have I just have to control it. Control it. I'm the kind of person, like, I will ride, let me tell you something, I can ride off of the thrill of my work, meaning the excitement of my work, or even the thought of, oh my God, this is going to be so good. I can ride off of that. I can ride it. I can ride it to the wheels fall off, right? Because I'm a high performer. Maybe I work, okay? I like being excellent in what I do. I don't like being around lazy people. They frustrate me. <laughs> But the Lord, the Lord told me I have to be compassionate and I'm going to be, I'm am compassionate, but I just don't enjoy my times a lot around lazy people. It's just frustrating to me because I'm the exact opposite. But, um, but you know, I had to really get that under control. It was driving me. I'm telling you, it wasn't long ago. Wheels was fall off. Talk about, I was busted. Okay. Busted and disgusted. Talk about, you know how you get, when you start snapping at everybody and everything frustrates you everything irritates you and you just be like i'm i don't want to do this no more you know you know you know how, how you go down that spiral just over and over again child it was me right because you feel like if i if i could just get this done and so, so i got to the point i had to say you know it's always gonna be something to do always always gonna be a to-do list but I, but I've, I've, I've started learning and i'm still getting the full grasp of this is when I serve me, I can serve everybody else, right? Because when you keep pouring out of a cup that's empty, child, that can even affect the the way that you showing up at work. And you you wonder why you're not advancing or getting raises or because you busted, my friend. You tired. You're exhausted. When you're exhausted, your brain don't even work the way that it should. You love people, friend. You love people. But when you're exhausted, you feel like you don't like nobody. But you really do love people. But you burn out. You're exhausted. You're sleepy. You're not eating right. You're not exercising. All of this, right? And I know the last part, exercising. I know I'm talking to myself on that part too. But I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better. But you're not, you, but you're not doing none of these things. None of so how are you expecting to produce excellence when you're not excellent, right? 
How are you expecting to produce excellent when well, you're not excellent? And excellent doesn't mean perfect, like everything in life is just great. But what it does mean that you are being able to take care of those areas in your life that you know that you should. Being able to spend your time with the Lord in prayer. A lot of people lack direction because, and, and, and if you don't believe in God, you could just hit me on this part. But for all of y'all who believe in the Lord, you a lot of time you don't know what to do because you ain't talking to him. You, you, you're not... It's like it's hard to get direct. You, I'm not wondering you're not confused. I mean, you find yourself confused because, because you're not getting the instruction that you need. Because all you're thinking about is, I got to get this done. I have to get this to know what you got to get done is. Get you done. <laughs> and, and that don't happen on a vacation. You being able to take care of yourself, it got to be a way of life. It can't be you just schedule a trip every two weeks like two times a year and you thinking, okay, if I schedule this trip, then I'm going to be good. No, because if, if the first trip only four days and the other trip is five days, baby, you trying to tell me that you only gave yourself nine days out of a, of a 365 day year and you can't halfway enjoy your vacation because you, you too busted down to even do anything. So that, 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 that vacation needs to be a time where you can enjoy and relax, but you cannot unwind years worth of burnout and stress in a four-day vacation. It ain't about to happen. It's not about to happen, my friend. So this is why what we do is maintenance, right? What we do is is what we what we don't want to do is wait until these wheels fall off, and, and then we think, okay, now not, now it's never too late. But I'm saying. <laughs> We want to get into the mindset of being able to maintain, 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 maintain. Got to be able to maintain because, you know, y'all burn out a vacation. I want to say this. A vacation does not cure burnout. The only way that you can fix burnout is by restructuring your life. Something got to change. There needs to be permanent changes that are happening. Okay. You... Saying I don't, I'm burnt out and you paying a hundred dollars for a massage, that massage that ain't gonna that ain't gonna cure no burnout, right? And you need to restructure something. Something is not aligned, right? There's something in your life or your career that are that is bumping heads, right? And so I don't believe in a work-life balance. We need we what we need is work-life alignment. It needs to align. Because there are gonna be times in your career where you may be a little more tied up with work for a season and you shouldn't feel bad about that either but when you think about a work-life balance you feel like oh if I give this more that means that that will have less no there are sometimes you may have to work a little bit more it's, it's a season but because in the other seasons you've been able to pour so much in on this side this this side don't 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 really feel that much right because you've been pouring into it so that's how I want you guys to start seeing in your career, right? Alignment, not balance. Alignment. What is it that I need to do? How do I need to restructure my life? How? What? What do I want my ideal day to look like? What? What are the expectations that I have for my employer, right? That I can still show up and serve because I do believe if those people hired you, you need to show up and do your job. And you need to do it well. But I also believe. That your life needs you too. So what are those things that, that you need to restructure and put in place so that you can thrive in them both? Because it's possible to thrive in both areas. I said all the time, 
lead well, earn well, and live well, right? These things should, should be able to coexist. If they don't coexist and you feel like you have to choose, it's because something is not aligned. Right. And it's the thing, how your life looks now could have very well worked at one point, could very well have worked, but something has changed. There, there, there was a shift that happened. So it was a shift that happened. Right. But you necessarily didn't make a shift. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm telling from experience. Right. I've had to make, I'm currently having to make shifts in my life, currently having to make those shifts and the shifts to, and they're not always easy. I'm going to tell you this. Not only have I been there, I am currently there now, right? And there and there are struggles sometimes that come with shifts, it's especially if those shifts involve other people. It involves spouses. It involves kids. It involves, you know, running a business or having a job or it, it, it involves other things that, that you may be involved with, right? Those shifts are going to affect a lot of different people and you have to work through those shifts with the with the the goal is to make sure that you're in the process of making those shifts. Because if you do not make the shifts that you need to make, something is going to suffer. Something is going to suffer. In most cases and not, I see people will let their life suffer before they let their, their career suffer. And I think that's the worst the, that's the worst choice possible. People will let their life suffer. Like I was saying, like, and on your, um, okay, I think my screen froze. I'm back, y'all. Hold on one second. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. And, you know, on your deathbed, right, you will never, ever, ever say, I wish I would have worked more. Never. You will never say on your work, on your deathbed, I wish I would have did one more extra task at work. You will never say that. But what you will say is that I wish I would have spent more time with my family. I wish I would have spent some more time in church. That's that's the regrets that you're going to have. So I live my life not by what I what I think is important right now. I live my life to make sure I don't have those regrets, right? And so that's how I want you to start. And I know this and a lot a lot of a lot of career coaches don't don't be don't be on it, but I'm I'm different, right? It goes way beyond a dream job. It's about a dream life. And I just I, I just I just I just cannot box you up so you can be this perfect fit for a job you don't fit for no other part of your life absolutely not you was not made by the lord to just be a perfect fit for a company absolutely not Mm -mm. no that that being a perfect fit for a job that that is not the end goal but it's about you being able to build a life right being able to know what you want in life and being able to build a career that is going to support that. And that life don't, don't have to mean, oh, you know, jets and, you know, um, it's big old houses. It's whatever you want it to be, whatever you want it to be. It doesn't, and, and you being able, and I, I say dream life and dream job, that dream life don't mean, it doesn't mean that you have to be able to, you know, super rich if you want that okay but if you don't okay sometimes being able for some people a dream life is I want to be able to um spend more time with my kids and I want to be able to pour into my children that's a dream life for some people for some people a dream life could be you know what I really want to be able to homeschool 
my kid, whatever, whatever that is for you. For me, a dream life, you guys are very involved in my church. Terry, Pasha's wife. I'm very, I'm very involved. So I built this business. I want to be able to have more control over my time. It's not about being rich, though I do want to be paid well. But it's not like me being paid well is not so just I can have. I want to be able to be, be a resource for people. I want it to be like if 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 there are different needs at my church that I can help meet those needs. I want to be able to, to, to help other people, right? That's my dream life. So I want you to get clear on what, what is your dream life? What does that look like for you? And if the current position and job that you have, is it going to support that? Because y'all, that's what it's about. That is what it is about. So when on, on your, on that last day, you don't have regrets of, oh, I wish I could have done that, but I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do that. You know, because this job got in the way? Absolutely not. Absolutely. Because there, there's too many options out there for you. You don't think that it is, but it's too many options out there for you to feel like you have to sacrifice your life for a career. If the idea is in your mind, right, that is normal to hate your job, go ahead and unfollow me and go ahead and block me. So, so none of my content shows up on your feed because I will absolutely, I do not believe that. Absolutely not. I've had parents who woke up every day grudgingly going to a job. It was never even a thought for them to even think about being able to seek out something that they really enjoy doing. No, because this is just the way it is, okay? You go to work, you give these people 10 hours of your day. They snatch you from your family for 10 hours of a day and, and I don't have the right to enjoy it. I don't have the right to be paid well because this is just the way that it is. And that might be for you, but that's not gonna be mine, no. Absolutely not. Especially in the time that we're in now. If there was ever a, look y'all, I know the job market may seem scarce. If there was ever a time in life that there is an abundance of opportunity, that time is now. That time is now. But it's all about you being able to come back, refocus, recenter, realign yourself and get back to what is it that is important to you at this stage in your career. If you want to be in a leadership position and thrive, own it. If you want to be able to make the impact with your expertise, own it. If you want to make $180,000 a year, my friend, own it. Because you will never be able to achieve something that you don't own. And many people are out there thinking, that, that the success in their career that they want is something that they will just stumble on and you're not going to stumble on it, right? It's something that you will have to go after with intention. I want you guys to start thinking about where you are, right? And what you need to realign in order to put you back on the right track of being able to have the success that you want on your terms. I, I, I mentioned last last weekend that I'm, I'm about 90% done with my book. This is book number two for me. It's called Your Career, Your uh, Rules. And it is about the blueprint on how to thrive on your terms. And so I'm about 90% done with that book. And so book number one was the interview play, got, no, I'm saying it wrong, playbook. So that was my first one. I am in the process of revamping that one. And so um, that one will be out soon as well. So I definitely have two books in the works. Um, and so please stay out for that. 
Again, so it's going to be called Your Career, Your Rules. I'm really excited about that book. Um, but if this is something that you need help with, with being able to identify what is your next role or your next move, right? If you're needing help with being able to realign your career back with the life that you want, this is something I help my clients with. Being able to understand the value that you bring to these organizations so you don't keep feeling like you have to keep on trying to settle for anything, right? I help my clients be able to own where they are in their career and I help them to be able to get clear on what they want and to get a um, an actual strategy plan because ain't nothing worse than having dreams and hopes, but you ain't got no plan, right? But I help them to be able to have a plan and be able to know what that next move is for them and being able to help them to know that that next move is not just going to serve their career, but it's going to serve their life. So this is something that you want help with. You want to work with me one-to-one. Let's talk. Let's set up a call. And I want to say this. I mean, this with all the love in the world. Do not get on a call with me <laughs> and expect me to convince you to invest in yourself. That's not what I'm there for. I need you to make that choice before you hop on a call with me. You've already owned it in your mind that I'm worth the investment. You've already decided in yourself Right. This is what I need to do in order to get to where I want to be. Right. You've already decided I want help. I don't want to keep trying to sit and think this out all by myself. I'm ready to to advance and excel. Make that decision before you get on a call. My job is not to convince you that you are worth the investment. That's not my job. Right. I want to work with people that know. Right. They understand that when you want to go to that next level, sometimes it takes sacrifice. Sometimes it takes you having to invest in yourself. So I mean, it's with all the love in the whole wide world. You don't want to do that if it's just if you only want to sit there and just, oh, I'm just I'm, I'm experienced. And let me say something. I don't mind sitting there with you and hearing your concerns and your thoughts and your struggles. That's I, I need to hear those because I need to be able to decide if we are a good fit because I don't accept everybody. You can't go to work with me one-to-one. You can't go on my website and hit buy. You can't. I got to talk to you. I got to make sure that we are a good fit. I have to, right? So, but get on the call. And be ready, right? And so the call isn't to say, okay, Alicia, I'm ready. Because I get it. I got to talk to you and you got to talk to me. But I I don't want to be on a call with you trying to convince you that you are worth it. That's not my job. Or if you need that help, tune in with these live streams. I give tons of free content, y'all. Y'all know I show up two, two times a week I show up. If you go on YouTube, you'll find, what, 80 videos on there if you have a podcast called career revamp child got 56 episodes i'm getting ready to drop some more this month friend go binge it all go build up that self-belief in the whatever but, but when you are ready for a strategy where you are ready for when you're ready to get clear on what you want when you're ready to take action don't get on the phone with me and I got to get you all stirred up to believe that you are worth it. I'm not doing that. And I mean that in love, y'all. I just, I just, I got to say this. I got to say this. I got to say it. 
I cannot convince you that you are worth the risk. I cannot. I just can't. I just can't. I just can't. I just can't. Because if I start our relationship off like that, you remember what I was talking about earlier? Being able to start these, these relationships off the right way. If I start our relationship off with me having to convince you that you are worth it, I would have to do that the whole time. And that's going to impact the way that I can serve you with what you need, because I can give you all the strategies in the world. I can sit down and, and, and have this amazing plan for you. But once I give you the play, if you do not believe that you are worth the work, you have wasted my time and you have wasted your time. I don't care how much money you pay me. My time is valuable. And I only want to work with people that are ready to take action. And I mean that in love. So if, if you're not there, my friend, keep on hopping on my live streams every week, child. I will chit-chat with you. I will I will pour into you from these live streams. And when you work with me one-to-one, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. Right. So now that that's a but I do say this. If you want to start small, <laughs> I'm coming back with hope. If you want to start small, right, I do have a membership, right? This is what I like to call, it's like a gym for your career, right? Get in there. You still get access to me. I meet with my group every other week. You can go in the group and, and drop any questions you have at any time. I'm in that group every day. I'm getting ready to upload some more awesome content and trainings. The group is self-paced. You can go in there and binge at your own pace. And even the people in the group, when you sign up with my group, you get to work with me one-to-one at a special rate. Why? Because you've already shown me that you are serious. So when you uh, are in the group, you work with me at a rate that don't nobody else get. So when you are ready to step up and say, okay, I'm ready to be, because it is it is work to work with me. It's a hard work, but you got to put forth some effort. So if you say, Alicia, I'm now in a place to where I'm ready to do the work to work with you one-to-one, cool, I'm there. But don't get on no call with me. Nope. Mm-mm. I, I love you. I love you. I love you so much. But I love you so much that I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't want you to waste my time and I don't want you to waste your time. Okay. When you sign up to work with me one-to-one, your whole life is getting ready to change at a rapid rate. And, then, and that's why I say that. That's why I say, if you want to get into the group, you can probably get, you not probably, you will get the same help, but it's not at a fast pace like that. When you work with me, you're saying I'm ready for a fast and a deeper transformation. Okay. So if you want more information on my group, you can go to thebestyou.me, thebestyou.me, and you can sign up right now. So the church doors have been open. I'm going to spend the next 10 minutes getting to some of these questions that I saw. Y'all up here, come on, TikTok, y'all is chatting it up. I saw some questions. Like, what impact would I like to make and what is the right work for me? Hold on, y'all. This thing over here is going slow. Um, One second. And also, guys, you guys... uh. Please share this live stream. Hit like because I know some of y'all friends need to hear too. I know I saw questions. Okay. Um, is it a good idea to continue to market yourself while employed? Ooh, that's a good question. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you know, as I'll say loosely, you need to always be looking for a job in quotes, right? It's not saying that you need to go be in a full, full out job search, but the best time to look for a job is when you have a job. And this and when you think about a job search, y'all. 
you know, people only think that a job search is you going on a job board and having to hit apply. There's so many more other things that you need to do before you reach that point. Um, and so um, I think it's really important that you need to always market yourself, but it's not a full-time job, right? This, this is why it's important to have a brand, right? Meaning like it's important for you to be known for something and not just be known for what you can do there at the job that you have now, but it's so important for you to know, right? How your skills can impact anybody. And so when you are able to get clear on that, now you're able to build a brand that is going to support that. And so I definitely think that you need to always be in a position to where you do have a brand. Because when you have a brand, and even if you're in a job search, you're going to find yourself being able to attract opportunities. Like, like having a solid brand will move you from being the hunter into the hunted, right? And so it will make not just your job search a lot less stressful, but it will also allow you to even attract opportunities in your workspace. And so I definitely think you do need to always, you know, think about how you're able to brand yourself away from who you work for. Because I'm tired of seeing y'all, seeing y'all, um, you know, LinkedIn is, it's your face and then right right underneath there. Stop putting y'all company name right under your, your that headline section is probably like the most important section because it's one of the first things that that is seen. So if they're not paying you to to market them on your LinkedIn page, y'all better drop them down to that experience section. And so that headline section needs to talk about what are your core skills and what is the value prop that you have. You saying I am a project manager at 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 ABC, baby, that ain't your brand. Mm. No, it's not. Mm -mm. If they don't pay you to market them, hey, but it's just me, right? Take it down. Because having a good LinkedIn profile, that's going to be able to help you to attract opportunities. When you think just so much I want to say. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna say this and I'm be done. You know, when you think about um, and, 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 and this is the way that you can easily attract opportunity, getting your LinkedIn page optimized. When you think about LinkedIn, y'all, LinkedIn is a keyword platform, meaning that in order for you to even pop up in the right searches, if you think about these companies, they don't always post job ads. Right. You guys know I did hiring for the first four years, four and a half years. Right. We didn't we didn't always post because they expensive. It's expensive. And sometimes, especially in the market right now, you can literally have like one position and twelve hundred people applying for it. They don't always want to go through having to get all these phone calls and interviews. So sometimes they will just quietly source. They'll hop on LinkedIn. Right. Go in to see who is the person that has the skills that I need. So if your profile is not in your profile should be set up to attract what you want. Your profile does not need to state what you do. Your profile needs to be set up to attract the opportunities that you want. Right. And so just some free game for y'all. Okay. All right. Y'all I'm hopping off. I have a, um, a call with one of my clients soon. So I'm going to go ahead and hop off. I definitely want to be sure 
that I added value to you guys today. Um, remember, if you do want to work with me one-to-one, -one, let's talk and see if we would be a good fit. Also, if you want to um, join my, hey, also let me hear that. If you want to join my group, um, you can um, go to thebestyou.me. Remember for, if you want to work with me one-to-one -one, or if you want to work with me in my group, you will be served in both of them. What is going to hinge, which one is going to be a good fit for you is going to be how fast you want your transformation. OK, and so um, if you have any questions, let's talk. Oh, thank you so much. If you um, have any questions, let's talk and I will see you guys on Thursday. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Career Revamp. You can listen to this on demand wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find Alicia Perkins on all social media platforms or at IamAliciaPerkins.com.